Welcome to What's Next, Cornet Global's podcast that puts members on the mic for thought-provoking, profession-shaping conversations and commentary. In this special Young Leader Insights episode, Michelle Lagos, Global Director of Client Solutions at CBRE, is interviewed by Tim Venable, Senior Vice President of Knowledge and Research at Cornet Global. So, Michelle, uh, thank you very much for talking with Cornet Global today. We appreciate your sharing your insights uh, for this uh, podcast interview. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. Here's my first question, uh, Michelle. What's your educational background? Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Um, I did my undergraduate degree at St. Mary's College in South Bend, Indiana, from the Midwest. Um, and so I went there and studied writing and communications, nothing to do with real estate at all. <laughs> and then through kind of a career path, which I think we'll get into, found myself working in real estate and wanted a bit more business background. So I, I had moved out to the Bay Area then, and I did my um, MBA at the University of San Francisco while I was working full time. And then I still kind of wanted to have a bit deeper understanding of the commercial real estate industry. So I started the process of my MCR recorded about three years ago and then just took my capstone in the spring. So I'm happy to accomplish that as well. Oh, fantastic. Well, I'm glad to hear that you've completed your MCR. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Fantastic. So that does sort of lead into my second question, which is uh, your career path. So you're with CBRE now, great company, um, based here in uh, in the Bay Area in Northern California. Where were you prior to joining CBRE? Yes, yeah, so I've, I've been here at CBRE for close to three years in this role. Prior to that, I worked at Cushman and Wakefield um, through kind of the DTZ integration. If people are familiar with that history, I worked at DTZ for for close to three years, and then after the Cushman integration, was there for a couple months before leaving. Um, and I was in a, a similar position at DTZ as part of the proposal team there, working with their um, occupier services, their, their new business pursuits and expansions of existing accounts. And then prior to that, I actually worked in marketing and business development for several different architecture firms, the last of which was HOK. And when I was at HOK, I got exposed to working with their workplace services team, um, and just through interest in Cornet and exposure to that team and kind of led to the position at DTZ and kind of a bigger bigger picture of corporate real estate than and just the architectural services. So it was kind of an interesting career pro- progression. Um, but, you know, I was really, really happy with the switch and uh, love my role here at CBRE. Well, fantastic. That's a great background, and you've really worked for some some really nice marquee names between CBRE, Cushman, and the Wakefield, and HOK. Great background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been really fortunate. Um, they're all been really great companies. So tell us a little bit about your your current position, Michelle. Some details about um, you know some of the interesting work that you're um, that you're doing right now. Sure. So I am part of our um, client solutions team, or what CBRE calls our GWS, Global Workplace Services, and that's the the branch that works with our occupier clients. And so our client solutions team, we work on the new pursuits that we might be going after or an expansion or renewal of an existing account. And so we're really that hub that is taking, um, you know, an RFP or understanding what our clients are looking for and then working with all of the wonderful resources CBRE has internally to put forward the best solution for that particular client. So 
I'm working with all kinds of internal subject matter experts um, around the globe, depending on what the, the scale is of the RFP, and each one's really different, but kind of working with all parts of the business. And, you know, some of these pursuits, we can have up to 100, 150 people internally kind of touching it in some way. And so it's just a really interesting, I think, perspective of the business. Um, and each, each pursuit is so different that it, it really makes the job interesting um, as well as challenging. <laughs> I can imagine, yes. Yeah. Fantastic. That sounds, that sounds great. So as you think about those RFPs working with uh, uh, these pursuits, as you call them, is there a single um, uh, one of those, a project, or maybe an accomplishment that was particularly rewarding, one that you really enjoyed? You know what, each of them is so different that I think in some way that they're each rewarding in their own regard, right? Obviously, the most rewarding thing is when we put forward a solution that really aligns with what the, the prospect or existing clients are looking for, um, and it's a great partnership, and you're able to, you know, move forward and hand it off to the account team to run a successful account. But, you know, again, each one's so different. We're working on ones right now that it's first-generation outsourcing, so you're talking to this client and helping them kind of navigate that, whether it's also their messaging to their internal team and even just how to go about kind of procuring the services. We have another one where they're outsourced, but it's very decentralized, and they're looking at centralizing it. So that's also a really interesting um, challenge and to navigate through that. And then we have some pursuits where it's, you know, second, third generation, but there's unique things about that as well that we need to be mindful of. And I just think at the stage of my career, I mean, each one of these pursuits, I'm able to draw on kind of my past experience, but just always learning, whether it's from our clients or from our peers or, you know, from what we're putting forward to the, the, as our final solution, just each day. Um, I know it always sounds kind of hokey to say, but <laughs> each day I really do kind of learn something, and it's kind of mentally just really um, challenging and stimulating, which I enjoy. Um, but even just in addition to that, just internally, one thing I am uh, proud of is I've really tried to work hard to connect like my solutions director role across other teams in CBRE, um, whether it's in like our North Division or the East, just so that we have kind of this informal network internally, like we have an informal call that we do once a month that I try to make sure that we're bringing speakers that might be expanding our own professional um, knowledge and you know go deeper into some of the subject matters that CBRE offers or if it's having one of our peers present on one of those calls and kind of working with them to develop what that speaking point is. Um, you know, it's just something informally that it's, I felt the need, it benefits me, I feel, and I think it's made all of us closer and um, makes our jobs a little bit easier just to have that camaraderie. Um, so I'm proud that we've been doing that for a bit over a year now, um, and it seems to be making a difference internally. Mm -hmm. Well, it sure sounds that way. Um, at the end of the day, you're helping CBRE succeed, you're helping your clients succeed, and that's what it's all about, right? Yeah, I know exactly, and if, if you enjoy doing it, and we work with such great people, too, it just makes it all easier uh, at the end of the day. Absolutely. So I know you've been uh, a member of Cornet Global for a number of years. Michelle, I know you've been particularly active as a young leader here with the Northern California chapter. Um, just tell us a little bit about your involvement and how you how you engage with Cornet Global, you know, locally here and at the global level too. Yeah, yeah, Cornet has played a very large part, I think, of my professional development. Um, 
I've been involved for, I want to say, nine or ten years, which maybe dates me. I'm on the, my way out of the Young Leaders Group, but um, <laughs> so I, <laughs> I, I did get started here in Northern California when the Young Leaders, I think, was just changing its name from the Emerging Professionals to the Young Leaders, and I was one of the first two co-chairs of our group in Northern California when they made it its own standalone committee. And so I think at that time we had nine young leaders, and here are these two coach, my co-chair and I were kind of looking at each other like, great, what do we do now? Um, but I'm very, yeah, I'm very proud of, you know, that over the term, um, I think I was there in that position for about four and a half years, and so we kind of termed out. But again, when we started, we just had like nine people. And by the time I left four and a half years later, we had a committee of more than 30 people. We had more than 150 young yeah, right, and we were very excited about that, and then, you know, more than 150 young leaders. And so the challenges that we would encounter, you know, we had to make sure that our organization was growing and evolving, that I think it was just a great experience to be in that role, um, and then to have the opportunity as a co-chair to go to the monthly board meetings and be talking to the board and kind of have to find my voice and speak up for what the young leaders needed, I think just that was a great um, learning at that stage in my career to be a bit, you know, more confident speaking to people who might have very big titles um, and not be intimidated yeah. by that and really just um, be prepared. Um, so at that time, I also got involved in the Global Young Leaders. So I was part of that committee for a while, uh, stepped away during one of my maternity leaves with my daughter, came back. I'm presently the um, communications chair for the Global Young Leaders. And so I think that's always nice, too, it's in that role that allows me to kind of hear what is going on in other chapters around the globe or take things that we're doing in Northern California that seem successful and help other maybe um, young leader groups that they're just forming, share some lessons learned or connect them with resources. So I find that really valuable. Um, and then I'm also on our board here in Northern California, so I termed out of my young leader co-chair position, but for the, um, I'm in my second term as the administrative director as part of our board here. Uh, and I find that really rewarding as well to be part of those monthly meetings and then just um, being involved in kind of shaping some of the new programs that we're putting forward to the chapter, or even if it's keeping programs the same, but just kind of seeing the evolution of the chapter, I think, is a really um, unique experience that I enjoy. Sure. Okay. That sounds great. So you've been very active here in the Northern California chapter, um, uh, very active with the young leaders and leadership roles. You know, just stepping back from that, looking outward at all of our young leader members um, across the association globally, what what kind of value can they get from belonging to Cornet Global? Obviously, it's been quite good for you, but uh, your perspective on really the value that young leaders um, like you get from belonging to Cornet Global. Yeah, I think there's um, a lot of ways that it's extremely valuable. One is the networking, I mean, hands down. I look at um, both my peers, so there's the peer-to-peer -peer networking, these people who I met maybe 10 years ago, we're all kind of rising through the ranks together, so if I have a challenge at work, even if they're in another field, some of that is, you know, relatable, like, oh, whether, you know, we've had conversations around, oh, I'm managing a team now, like, how do I do that, you know, how do I go from being maybe more of a producer to more in a leadership role? or just even trying to understand different parts of the industry, like, oh, I know you work at XYZ and this is the first time I'm exposed to it. So having those peer-to-peer -peer relationships has been great. I think just the networking, um, the real estate industry is such a small industry that um, I feel like you never know when pals are gonna cross, right? So whether it's a service provider or end user, I think just going to these and feeling like you're a part of a community has been uh, really beneficial for me. Um, then there's the, the professional knowledge so when I first started, I was at a very small architecture firm, 
and would go to these meetings and it just kind of opened my eyes to like what else was out there in commercial real estate and then keep going to the meetings and kind of expand my knowledge that I think it made it a bit easier in that career progression to move from like architecture firm to DTZ where I was exposed to a much larger um, suite of services. I wasn't an expert by any means, but I at least had like a general idea of what they, um, how everything was coming together and made that easy. So I think the professional knowledge that you can gain. Um, and then I think I alluded to earlier, just to, by volunteering and being in a committee and getting into some of these leadership roles, I do think it provides you kind of a safe environment to practice and develop some of those leadership skills that you might not get in your present opportunity, um, your present job, but it makes it easier then when those opportunities come up internally, you can point to some of this experience that you've been doing in Cornet. Um, and I think, you know, it makes a, a solid case internally. Um, so I, and I also think it, it's the time you put in, you know, what you put in is what you get out. And so I, I do spend, um, you know, a portion of my, Good portion, a good lot of time at Cornet driving to the meetings or, you know, participating, but it's like anything you, you get in, you get from it what you put into it. And so um, it can be very rewarding. Excellent, excellent. Well, we understand what a commitment it is for, you know, leaders like you to be involved and contribute your, your time and energy. And, um, and we appreciate that. And really, it would not work without you. So, so thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Let's see here. How do you see your future? Career, Michelle. I mean, you're off to a great start here in your corporate real estate career. Uh, more of the same. Any new directions you'd like to take? Uh, just any thoughts about that? Yeah, I think it's really interesting that the industry just continues to evolve and change so rapidly that I really feel like you know, I, I love my position that I'm in right now. I get exposed to so many different parts of whether it's our business or clients, organizations, and just the different structure way that their structures and the problems that they're um, encountering. That I continue to grow every day, but I also think that, like, there's a good chance that the position I have, like, three, five, ten years from now might not even exist today just based on how the industry is changing, and so I just try to approach kind of professional development as, you know, be mindful of kind of the trends of what is out there and be developing skills, but there's not a linear path, um, and that's why I, I actually, I, one thing I love about CBRE is there's so many opportunities just even internally um, within some service provider organizations that, I probably won't need to leave CBRE to go look for another exactly. opportunity. Yeah, it's just, um, I think it's a really interesting position to be in. So, yes, in corporate real estate, but what that position is, I guess, to be determined. <laughs> um, but I'll you know, what a great continue. point. The, yeah. <laughs> that's a great point. You know, the field is changing, profession changing so much, but with a, you know, with a big uh, uh, leading-edge company like CBRE, that, you know, there's going to be some opportunity there for you um, one way or the other. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes I think it's frustrating from a professional development standpoint because you can't say, I want this job next and I need to do X, Y, and Z to get there. It's not like that. I don't feel like the industry is anymore, right? It's, it's not a linear path. So it can be frustrating, but I also think it's really um, kind of exciting and just makes you um, really be mindful of kind of your own strengths and weaknesses and where you feel like you're interested in developing more. You're, I think you're a bit more in charge of your own career path. Sure. Absolutely. Okay. Let's see, Michelle. My, my last question is really kind of on a, on a more personal side, and I heard you mention maternity leave earlier, so um, it ties in well with my last question. Um, you know, just tell us a little bit more about yourself, just to help our listeners uh, get to know you on a little more personal level. You know, family or hobbies, places you like to go. Just just tell us a bit more about you. 
Yeah, um, so I live in Sonoma County, that's in Northern California, about 30 miles north of San Francisco. Um, my husband and I recently built a house here in Sonoma County on a couple acres of land, so that has kept us very busy for the last couple of years, but um, we also have three kids that are eight, well, oh, they're on the cusp of birthdays, so they're almost seven, almost five, and almost two, so they keep us extremely busy, um, but lots of fun as well. and. So I would say any hobbies that I have really relate to them, right? It's running them to swimming and dance and birthday parties and exactly. they're in 4-H and all of that stuff. But um, that, that's how I, I'm spending my time. If I'm not at work, um, spending as much time as I can with them. Fantastic. Well, that's great to hear. Um, and congratulations on the new home, too. That's great. Yeah, thank you. It's quite, quite the project. I'm glad it's done, but it was an interesting process to go through. <laughs> <laughs> sort of real estate, but just uh, residential, yeah. course, right? <laughs> exactly. Yep. <laughs> um, well, it has been great talking with you, uh, Michelle. I appreciate your taking time to talk with uh, Cornet Global and giving us this um, podcast interview. Um, well, I see you at the Boston Summit in a few weeks. Yes. Yeah. I'm. I'm in planning to be there and look forward to seeing um, a lot of old faces, friends to connect with, and then meeting new people as well. Absolutely. That's one of the great things about the summits is to make new friends and reconnect with uh, friends of long standing. I, I enjoy them too. Yep. Absolutely. Well, again, thanks so much um, for talking with us, Michelle. We appreciate your uh, membership in the association and particularly your, your leadership and involvement with the young leaders here in Northern California. And, uh, again, thanks so much and look forward to seeing you in a few weeks at Boston. Great. Thank you, Tim. This concludes this episode of What's Next. Want to record a podcast of your own? Have an idea or point of view you'd like to share? Visit CornetGlobal.org to learn more.